Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 21st day of February 2019. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser, and today we're going to have uh, uh, Ray Cobb and also James Cripps uh, said he was coming in. They'll be here directly, uh, but before uh, they get here and we get started there, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight, so get your pens and papers out. By golly, you might need them. I just, uh, I have this notice I'd like to read, John. Uh, it's from the Elizabeth Turner Law Firm and uh, said she is getting together some veterans for a possible lawsuit regarding the earplugs provided by 3M to the government that were faulty. If service members received earplugs from uh, them between 2002 and 2015, then they're eligible to join this lawsuit. Um, Now, let me give you her her office number. It's uh, 417-691. Eight two five two, and uh, when you call, um, be sure to reference these earplugs and and tell her you got it from the Had It podcast. And uh, uh, her number once again is four one seven six nine one eight two five two. And uh, let them know you ha- you heard it here on the podcast, and uh, we're going to try to get at it to post this also, uh, because this could be a, a meaningful thing. I I don't know if she's going after 3M or the VA. More than likely, what it's reading here, it's the 3M uh, people, and. Uh, uh, veterans that served between 2002 and 2015, uh, especially there in the Middle East, uh, be sure to look into this because if you have hearing loss, uh, this could be very important to you. And there's no fees, so uh, uh, she has a pro bono outfit. And uh, let me give her phone number once again. It's uh, 417-691-8252. And uh, I see James and Ray have made it in. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Good, Gerald. Well, by golly, glad to hear it. Uh, I hope you guys got that. I- uh, on those earplugs, of course, uh, I've read about them before that they had some issues with them, 
But it sounds like uh, Elizabeth Turner Law Firm there is going to uh, uh, possibly do a lawsuit. Uh, and uh, it could be beneficial. Anyway, there's no fees involved, so, uh, you know, if you know any veterans that fall into this uh, category or group, uh, let them know. Yeah, that's some good information. Uh, I've had one or two who have asked about it, and uh, uh, the VA has given them uh, hearing aids already. Well, yeah, but that you know that don't disqualify um, for a possible uh, class action suit uh, against 3M. No, not at all. And uh, I would ask them to contact uh, her. Uh, we'll try to get that up on the uh, had a website, <coughs> but anyway. You know, it's terrible uh, companies would make things that uh, hurt, but, you know, hurt the, uh, the military, uh, uh, their um, the quality control. I don't know what the problem was. Uh, they had some issues, evidently, but they didn't take care of them, and now a lot of veterans are suffering the consequences. Well, it could be they're testing them on the military. Well, they test the military, everything on the military, it seems to me. <laughs> We're just a walking bunch of guinea pigs. And uh, it don't seem like no one cares. But anyway, uh, we was going to talk a little bit about this rap program. I don't know how much stuff we had on our list tonight. It seemed like more than I could remember, but uh, we'll get her going. Uh, uh, go ahead. From what I understand, if you haven't opted in to ramp, then it's too late. That's over with. Oh, have I got that wrong? Well, you know, I understood it that way too, James, but... After I talked to several here, uh, that says it's just a, a delay until you anyway starting the nineteenth. You were supposed to be able to do ramp again, is my understanding. But, but I don't think it, 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 it was considered ramp. I, the way I understood it. Is that you had until the 19th, until this thing took effect, to opt into ramp, and once once it began uh, on the 19th, all new appeals automatically were were in the program. Not oh necessarily the ramp program, but the VA's Appeals and yeah. Modernization Act would would take over. Appeals, traditional appeals. Traditional appeals, yeah. Yeah, because the ramp program is how to say dead on arrival. <laughs> uh, the way I understood it, 
the traditional appeals are all supposed to be completed by sometime in in 2020. I don't believe that. Uh, that's what they're that's what they're saying. Well, they're just going to change the name from to you know regular appeals over to ramp or some other name they'll come up with, but it's going to be the same same doggone mess, and we're still going to have like an uh, extra large backlog. I like their ramp programs. Instead of instead of getting up, take it over, and putting it on the desk or putting it to the shredder, they got a ramp to slide it down now. It slides, it jumps right into the shredder. Well, I think they misnamed it. It should be called Ram. <laughs> but, well, in the end, uh, but uh, you know they they have created more offices to handle appeals in mm-hmm. St. Petersburg, Florida, Seattle, Washington. Uh, they they're they're hiring more employees to take care of that 605 additional appeals employees uh, and going to establish two new decision review office centers in St. Petersburg, Florida and Seattle, Washington Uh, I tell you the problem with this thing veterans no longer trust VA well, that's and the language everything is written in is it flies over my head. Oh, well, they brought this. You know, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to have a law degree to be able to to conduct uh, a VA business. I mean, if you're doing something uh-huh. with the VA, it should be for the layperson. If it's not in sure. their language, where the average person can understand it, and uh, even the dumbest of us should be able to understand it. And well, my hands, I know college people can't understand it. So, uh, what this uh-huh. is equating to, Gerald, is they're telling the veteran uh, they're putting out something like this, which, like I say, I'm sitting here with it in my hand, and I can't understand it. And then they're telling the veterans, uh, go trust your service officer. Well, we've been around that road before. Well, yes, Uh, sir. Yeah, you know, uh, veteran service officers have lost a lot of trust. Rightly, they have lost a lot of trust. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot at stake here. And if they're going to complete the legacy appeals, which were the long-standing appeals that we've been waiting in line four and five years for, if they're going to complete those by 2002, then why hadn't they already done it? Why is it five years behind if they can complete complete them in that amount of time? They're not going to complete them. They're going to rename them, James. Uh, that's the only thing they can do because they can't. They won't complete them. They have no intention of completing them. But I man, they all, say they've, they've 
they've hired 605 additional appeals employees. Now, get this. didn't say employees. It says appeals employees. I hate to know that I've waited in line all these years for my BVA appeal, and they're going to put a brand-new employee on it. Yeah, uh, look at look at the job description. Look it up on the US, USA Jobs. If you'll notice, the majority of those jobs stay temporary, not to exceed one year. So they're not going to oh. get any qualified people to put into that. Expecting it's their temporary jobs. It's a hoax, James. The VA was That's mandated right. two years ago. They were mandated two years ago to get the claims backlog under control. They did that. They did that by way so of So it's a fiasco. Thing. Now they so did what you're saying, it's a fiasco. Thing. Yeah. It's a cluster truck. <laughs> there you go. I don't understand that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, they... Uh, and so what, what, happened? What, happened to, what happened to the claims they got denied? And now look at the appeals backlog. That's why you got ramps and you have all this other stuff. It's just what it is is VA mismanagement every day. No common sense. It's easier to mess it up more than it is to fix it. Uh, I don't understand that logic Mm -hmm. other than it's for money purposes. Uh, uh, If you sat down and figured up what the veterans community is being ripped off uh, compensation-wise and disabilities... Uh, it's astronomical. I, I don't know if we can all count that much, but over the years they've, they have uh, not done right by the veterans community, and uh, they throw a bone out every once in a while, and everybody said, look how great it is and what we're doing for veterans. Uh, for everyone they, they award out there, uh, there's probably two or three thousand that was denied or remanded or sent to Never Never Land or whatever they do with them. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm not in the clique, so uh, somebody knows what's going on. It's one's. Um, <laughs> This is not by accident, all this nonsense. It's, it's by design, and they get paid big bucks to to come up with these fiascos. He said, we're going we're gonna to take care of the claims issues. What they do? Turn everything into appeals. So now they're going to take care of the appeals issues with this new... Uh, uh, thing the ramp, and now they've changed it. Uh, apparently, I don't know what they've done with it, but they've turned it into something else. Where's it going to end? I don't know. I think uh, Congress demanded that they fix the appeals uh, <laughs> system and told VA, you go fix it. So VA goes and builds their own office to fix it in so they can stick their nose in the corner, but they built a round room. Uh, they don't have any corners. 
Well, you're right. I try to stay you're on right. top of VA claims and what's going on, but I, you know, even after the the uh, final ruling on this thing, I can't understand it. I guess it's just going to be a wait and see. Well, that's a problem. By the time you do figure out what they've done, usually it's it's such a mess, uh, you don't know how to get out of it. Uh, only thing I know is not participating in all this newfangled stuff. I'm not, I'm not opting know, into anything. <laughs> well, that's what I've done, and I've had them send me. Uh, uh, talked to me several times about signing in the ramp. And I said, no. Uh, they even sent me paperwork, and I called them up and says, no, I, I'm going to leave mine where it's at. Uh, this, uh, something wrong with this. I don't know what it is. I'm like you. I, I don't understand it. I wonder if there is a mandate. I wonder if there is a mandate that they have in these number of claims, a percentage that they want to approve, and a percentage that they want to disapprove. You know, the key isn't really in my way of thinking. I'm not interested in how quickly they get a claim decision, as long as the decision is a correct decision in, on behalf of the veteran. Now, if they're going to use this type of a system to rubber stamp it, especially the way James are talking with these new employees that are only on for a year, and then it states in there also that if you go that route, it will be uh, reviewed by a higher agent, uh, but you cannot enter any additional evidence. Well, what good is that, what you're saying, if you appeal it, you're really saying in that particular case is that the, the first agent didn't know what he was doing, and hopefully the second agent can find out what he did wrong. And you're not adding any additional evidence, no additional doctor's appointments, no additional uh, VA doctors or anything. So to me, that's just a waste of time. They might as well set a guy down at a desk and give him a rubber stamp that says reject, and just sit there and, and pop those forms with rubber stamps and send it back to them in the mail, and they could do that within seven days. Yeah, they can. Uh, what I've found, uh, Ray, is that this, not allowing you to add new evidence is a really a red flag because I've had my claim in and it's been in appeal and all this and that and, and all through it they said this didn't happen, that didn't happen you have to submit evidence I get my finally I get my uh, claims folder on desk and I get uh, I said, well, that's not right. So I get another one. I call and complain till they send me another one. It wasn't right. And I said, after about four or five of them now, and getting your hands on four or five claims, <laughs> well, getting one's bad enough. Uh, 
getting four pies nearly impossible, and it's still not right. And but each one has a little extra information in it that the one before didn't. So why don't they release all this doggone information that a veteran can use uh, in the first place? Why does he have to go back and go back year after year after year and all and all this evidence is coming out gradually? That shouldn't be. And I know I'm Job not the only veteran that has, has that problem. Job security. Well, it is, but it's not. Uh, it's at the expense of a veteran, and and uh, and then they say you cannot add new evidence. Is this new evidence uh, that comes out? How do you know what's hidden in your file unless you're in a position to see it in real time? You don't. You're at the mercy of what they tell you what's in your file. And they're not being honest. Well, like I say, I think not, it all comes back to, to veterans who just no longer trust VA. And VA is brought upon herself. You know, uh, yes. you know, look back back at, at when, when they were, were destroying all of the veterans' evidence. Uh, shredder gate, putting it in the shredder, uh, hiding it above yes. the ceilings, in behind drawers, anything they could do to get a bonus. Uh, Trash that's still a bad taste in our mouth, and we'll never forget that. And now they're saying, yeah. trust us? Uh, no. You know, I really don't want a bad mouth to be a the dirty dog. And it's, it's, it's but, not a deal of, you know, me with my appeal, it's not... Uh, whether or not to trust VA, uh, I don't trust them either way it goes. If it stays in, in the legacy appeals or if it goes to the new, what used to be called ramp, goes into this new system, uh, I just trust the new system less. Mainly, mainly because I've waited two or three years on my appeal. And and I would like to see it get its day in court, so to say, uh, and get a fair adjudication by the judges, not by a brand well, new bunch of employees that's just been hired. That's right, because how are you going to take somebody off the street that's, and give them uh, even 30-day training or 60-day training? They're not going to uh, you get out of here. That's a joke. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 I don't see any benefit there. It, it's going to be a worse mess we got. Do you remember when they hired all the new employees to adjudicate claims at the regional office as a result of Congress uh, telling them to speed them up? And oh, how many yes, years they said it would try take to train those new employees? Yeah. I don't understand how they're going to come up with, with uh, veterans law judges and, and BVA judges uh, overnight, 600 and some of them. Well, you're right, James. Look how long you have been studying the uh, 
38 CFR codes and the regulations, and and I know I've I've been doing it for uh, you know about 12 or 14 years, and you've been doing it more than that. And and, and this thing is is how can you expect someone to be hired for one year, go start work, and the only thing that he could possibly approve and look at would be if it's an assumption case. And probably most of the assumption cases have already been filed out of Vietnam. And we have no assumption yet for Iraq or Desert Storms. They have not made anything, to the best of my knowledge, an assumption. Well, most of them won't be able to You're talking about presumption? Yeah. 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 I don't know. You know, being fair is fair. And I have to say, during the 15 years or so I've been dealing with, with the VA, things have gotten better. Uh, they're a lot better than what they were when I first came into this system. But don't try to feed me. We're going to fix it over a year's period of time, you know. We're going to catch up all these old legacy claims that was going to take five years. We're going to do them in another year or two. Uh, and at the same time, we're going to do all of these new ones that are coming in under the three or, or four lanes going into the system. Uh, man, I just can't. Uh, I can't fathom that. No, it, it's not logical. Uh, what does trying to tell us uh, don't make sense because we know it's not possible. Uh, you go and give an individual a job for one year, so they say, and, and during this year you have to train him. Well, uh, from what I've seen of veterans, uh, uh, rules and regulations and 38 CFR and all this and that, you're not going to train a person in a year. So you're going to hire this person and train them to do veterans, uh, work on veterans' claims, and uh, he's going to eat up a year in education, and then you're going to put him back out out the pasture, I mean, you know, who you trying, you know, who are they trying to kid? We know you're not going to get trained in a year. But you know, you, you know, you know that, and and we know that. But I wonder how many people in the the veterans themselves who are just starting into the claims realize what it takes and, and how long it takes and the steps that you got to go through. And they don't know that. So this could be, or what it does, it makes it look like to the other 98% of the men and women in the United States, it makes them say, well, the Veterans Administration is trying to do something for that 1.5% of the veterans. And when you look at it from that standpoint, it's nothing but the VA patting themselves on the back and talking to that 98% of the individuals who have no 
knowledge of what a veteran goes through or has to go through. Uh, say, well, they're trying. You know, it looks like they're trying. Look what they've done. They don't realize well, that what they're trying is just is impossible to do. It's all smoke and mirrors, uh, Ray, and that's what they're they're selling uh, the people as smoke and mirrors because uh, any veteran that's had a claim in the system for any length of time realizes it's a complex issue. It You know, some claims uh, get through pretty easy. Depends on where you're at, who's looking at it, who who's the raider, and and there's many variables. You can't. It's impossible to name them all. And they they come forward with these smoke and mirrors and say, "Oh, look at the good things we're going to do." Well, they're not doing nothing. And matter of fact, they'll probably make the whole doggone situation worse. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think that's what they want to do. They're going to aggravate so many veterans that they're going to pull back and drop their claims or not fool with appeals and just say the heck with them and walk away. Well, I've seen a lot of them do it anyway. Without this, this is going to make more of them probably uh, give up hope. Uh, well, there should know. be education. Veterans should be educated in in, in this new system. Uh, yes, they should. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, some hometown meetings... Uh, and the VA regional office should put something on. The hospital should put something on explaining new benefits, you know. Uh, That's right. Like I say, I'm not a, opting a, into anything because I don't understand it. Uh, uh, I'm like you, Jim. And, and as far as listening to your service officer, we've educated your service officers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. that one before. Got me in trouble. Lots of trouble, but that my ignorance, I mean, you know, uh, surely they, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, be careful, folks, uh, especially if you're fixing the pile of claim, do your research and uh, uh, pick the people that represent you cautiously. Uh, it. It's so easy getting trouble. Well, we were. We filed claims, and we were herded into a system where there were no intersections in the road along the way. And now, when you file a claim, starting the 19th of February, there's intersections in the road. There are choices that are going to be the veteran's choice. You choose which lane you want in. Uh, or you trust your service officer to choose a lane for you. So now it's easy to blame it on the veteran. Well, you should have chose this line. Or yeah. you opted in. You said you you didn't want to send in no more evidence. Well, of course That's I didn't until the evidence came to life, you know. 
Oh, boy. See, getting that evidence to come to life is the chore. I mean, you know, there you, if you go. had it in the beginning. That don't happen overnight. If you had overnight. it in the beginning, you would smith it. But you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, no, it takes years. Uh, yes, sir, it does. Oh, uh, yeah, look at look at what Kurt Frischman did. That yes. don't happen overnight. No, it don't. Oh, uh, the uh, evidence Kurt just wasn't available. Yeah. Yeah. It was Classified. not available. And uh, when it did become available, he won. But, uh, you know, it was a hard fight, and he'd done a lot of research. It didn't just jump out there. It wasn't available to him when he filed his claim. Uh, uh, the fact that, that Agent Orange was used at Fort Gordon... There, it was classified information on until 2006. I, there's no way you could have won that claim without without the declassification of uh, Donald Rumsfeld finally released that uh, as a demand by Lane Senator Congressman Lane Evans. Uh, if you if you look up prior decisions of Board of Veterans Appeals, Fort Gordon and Agent Orange were never mentioned in the same case until 2006. And that was yeah. my claim. Now and, look at and, it. If you put those two words in the search engine, there's hundreds of claims coming up now. Yeah. You know, it takes that long to gather your evidence. Now, if you oh, had used this new procedure, James, you'd been up the creek. There you go. You know, if, if let's say that this new procedure came into being while my claim was, was being adjudicated. There's no way you could have proven that Fort Gordon used Agent Orange. If you would have found out while your case was in process... You couldn't submit the new evidence. Well, uh, this, you know, I I see something that's bad that could be right around the corner for veterans uh, because, you know, we know because we know we had years invested in our claims before a lot of evidence become available. You can't say, I'm going to not submit additional or new evidence. That's crazy. It's insane for a veteran. Well, time has taught us older veterans that the VA hasn't been looking out for our best interest. Uh, And I don't think that's going to change overnight. No, it won't. It may. It It may, but I'm awful leery. Well, we'll just have to write it out, but um, I'm going to advise people, uh, talk to a good attorney, you know. It's all I know to do. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it, and I think it'll be a good while before I am. It's going to have to prove itself up. And you're, uh, like I said before, within a year, we're going to know. Less than a year, 
And from my understanding, the RAMP program is already, uh, last I heard was, uh, and this is some time back, was 17,000 uh, behind. So uh, we're getting a backlog even on the RAMP program. Maybe that's why they're changing it or doing whatever they're doing now. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Well, old fogies hate change, and I hope that's what it is. Oh. Yeah, that be that would be good if that is what it is. James, I you know some of these newer guys with these college educations and and computer savvy attitudes might can figure this thing out. Oh. I was reading what you sent me uh, last night to read about this, and if I understood it correctly, there is no more uh, traveling judge board like you and I went before, is there? I would. I, I haven't heard appeal. I haven't heard. Uh, uh, hearings mentioned in all of this, but I can't even dream that they would take away the, your right to a hearing. Well, the only thing it stated about a hearing was if you go the long route, as they referred to it, which was go take two to three years, and then it goes. It only goes to Washington D.C., and that would be really the only way that you would be able to continue to add evidence to your case over that period of time. Well, you're talking uh, about two to three years. I didn't see anything in there said anything about it was going to take two to three years. 365 uh, days is what they're claiming. Well, what what was pulled up, what I pulled up tonight um, under the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs in reading about it and how it works and what forms need to be filled out and all of that, uh, the third, the third way to do it is to go for an appeal directly to the Washington D.C. And in that particular case, it would take two to three years, and you would be allowed to turn in new evidence as it became available. And that was the, and, and that was on the VA webpage tonight. They had the what I'm seeing right now, holding right in my hand. Yeah. What you I'm saying, saying that VA is. If they have a time limit to get these appeals done within a year, my best advice to the powers to be within the government and the VA itself, they need to go ahead and make sure that the president appoints a bunch more uh, veterans court judges because that's what's going to happen. What I'm reading here says the uh, VA's goal is to complete supplemental claims and higher level reviews in an average of 125 days, and decisions appealed to the Board of Veterans' Appeals directly reviewed in an average of 365 days, where the old legacy process was averaging three to seven years. So if they're going to if they're going to adjudicate your claim at the Board of Veterans' Appeals, in 365 days, then they can't they can't let a, a, a hearing take three years or two years. No. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Now, I didn't read anything about all of these new employees being judges uh, that can hold hearings. Uh, you know, where is that? How is that going to speed up? They're going to have to hire judges in the Veterans Court, not the BVA. They got if they're going to if they're going to get that many claims off the backlog in a certain period of time. They're talking about it's going to be another mass denial situation. The court's going to be full of it, and the VA don't have control of the courts. I don't know. There's going to be some log jam somewhere. It's going to be a it's going to be a constipated situation, people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I'm like James. It's just over my head. You can read this stuff and you can say, well, I think it means this and I think it means that. And then when you get the BA involved, uh, you find out it don't mean nothing. It means whatever they want it to mean. <laughs> it means whatever they want it to mean. Our interpretation is different than the VA interpretation. <laughs> yeah, but mine always is. I don't know why. We hey, Joe, let's switch gears a minute. Let's switch Go gears a minute. Ray and I were talking yesterday about the HISA program, the HISA grant, and they've changed this thing up a couple of times now. I know they used to pay the contractor straight up, and, uh, you know, and, and the guy come and do the work, and then, after the second, after the initial payment, you know, you paid your down payment. Then James had some experience with this. Uh, they wouldn't give the final payment out, and uh, so veterans started having a lot of issues with it. And uh, I think James personally affected this on his his grant, and uh, so they changed it here a while back. They're starting to pay the veteran directly, and the uh, rain I was talking yesterday. They're fixing to change the whole program on the HISA grant and move it under, under the adaptive housing program. Is that true, right? Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're splitting it up. Some, not the whole HESA grant, but part of it. Matter of fact, they're dividing it up, and they have. Uh, uh, I talked with my agent yesterday afternoon, and there's there's even a new program out now that comes through this independent living, which we've talked about before on your program. That if under independent living, if they go in and evaluate your your house when they make their visit like they're supposed to, and see that you need a ramp or a lift or doors need to be widened, there's a new grant for that that uh, is con- is going to be regulated uh, through your adaptive housing folks instead of. Only when you receive loss of use of two that they got involved with an adaptive housing grant. This is another grant that has become available through the independent living to which the uh, adaptive housing grant managers, I guess I want to say, or representatives, will be uh, working with and doing the evaluation, filling out the forms, uh, following to make sure that all of the proper documentation is done. Then I also found out uh, yesterday afternoon there's either another new one in the uh, program, and I'm not for sure where it comes through adaptive housing, and it's called um, Temporary Residence Grant. 
For example, if you are have a condition and uh, you have a family friend, let's say, that lives in uh, uh, Tampa, Florida, and that is the place where they're experimenting with some new uh, cancer drugs, uh, and you've been chosen to participate in that, and you've got to come down to Tampa and live for, uh, well, let's say, 30 days, 60 days, and then go back and forth for a year or more, then there's a new grant that will allow that individual to apply for temporary housing modifications to where they'll widen the doors or put in a ramp or whatever that individual needs in that home. So there's a couple of new grants that's out there that the adaptive housing is going to be overseeing, but they're actually coming through uh, uh, independent living and um, through prosthetics uh, and through the medical side. So there's some stuff that's out there that's already in place, but nobody knows about it or know how knows how to use it. Uh, matter of fact, my agent said that uh, this uh, the the one the temporary residence um, has actually. Uh, been in existence for three years now, and nobody's ever turned in a claim for it, as far as he knows, in the in the Middle Tennessee area. So that's because they're not informing the the veteran that it's available. That's my guess. Well, well I would apply we... for it. But... Yeah, I would oh, apply yeah, for yeah. it, but mine's already been done. You know, uh, Ray, we could move in with you down there in Florida, uh, and you could get your place down there fixed up so we could come in and, and stay with you for a while, and you get you some well, ramps yeah. and grab yeah, bars and yeah, one that. of them ball-bearing toilet paper holders. Yeah, well, what, I need one of those. <laughs> a five-gallon bucket, you know, set on. Uh my land, yeah, right. We could get you picked up real nice. Yeah, yeah. Don't both need much come down. down there. Just no tin roof, you know, old slant roof, barn roof, anything. Yeah. Loafing. You see, let's go to blow away anyway. You know. Yeah. Ray, Ray is all we're already fixed up. Ray is already fixed up real nice. Have you seen Pam? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Pam takes pretty good care of Ray. I know she does. I've seen her oh, in yeah. action. Yeah, she's uh, matter of fact, she slipped behind my back today. I wanted to start taking the new vitamin that's supposed to give me more energy. And I started it yesterday. Well, she slipped by my, behind my back today. What color are those pills? Well, they're kind of orange. I'd be careful, I just, I just wondered. Well, if you look in the mirror, if you look in the mirror and grin, your teeth are blue. You better. If I if I look at, if I did that and I looked in the mirror, I probably wouldn't be looking at my teeth, Gerald. 
That's just an old, uh-huh. old that's just an old age person's version of a Bluetooth girl. It'll be all right. Find it in your denture. I need to get me one of those ball bearing toilet paper holders. <laughs> Gerald always gets us sidetracked on here. Yeah, I don't know why he does that. He just trying to... <laughs> Do you know yeah. those commode risers that they got over there? Yeah. Will they fit a five well, gallon bucket? Well, yeah, they will. Sure. I had one oh, specially okay. adapted. And uh, they even gave me a, a free four-foot toilet roll paper. I put a four-foot roll of toilet paper in my automatic dispenser, toilet paper dispenser. And that'll last you quite that a while. Was, I thought that dispenser was dash-mounted. Well, it is. I have a hell of a time. I ain't got much. I had to raise my roof and my pickup. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> does that dispenser come with a five five week warranty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, well, it even comes with a bar of soap. The paper's pretty thin. <laughs> but I tell you, the bad thing about it is they changed the diameter of the hole size on the toilet paper roller. So now uh-huh. you have to exclusively get the toilet paper from them. You can't just go by Walmart and get it. That's yeah, right. That's how, that, that, that's how they get you. It's like ink and computer printers. Yeah. 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 I have they to order to mine the out of Oregon. <laughs> they can afford to give you the bottle. That paper costs you money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even the cheap roll. <laughs> That's a real thin stuff, you know. Uh, is that scented? Yeah, well, yeah. Do <laughs> <After> you use it? <laughs> oh, whole thing. listeners out there that are saying, gee whiz, I think I'd like to have one of those. Where can I find it? <laughs> Just follow <laughs> clean. <laughs> Prosthetics will get it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you, you, they're pre-programmed. Yeah. You've got to be ready to go when it gets ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And you don't want to come to any sudden stops. 
I reckon they got them now. They can hook them to your smartphone, can't you? And you, 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 you can get yeah. started on the way yeah. in there. <laughs> you get dialing up. <laughs> they, they call that the they call that the crap app. <laughs> And you know you can get one of those automatic. Yeah, you can you can get one of those automatic toilet paper rollers from from yeah. prosthetics, but you yeah. can't get a, yeah. a hairbrush or a toothbrush. Or... Well, that's right. Uh, I mean, you know, yep, I'll claim for it. <laughs> that's a different claim. Oh. If you get one of the ball bearings, make sure you check your cars and trucks out. They might have got the bearings off the wheel bearings and you did. Yeah. Yeah, don't get the well, one. You, know, <laughs> you know what? But, but down here in Florida, they're coming out with the new stainless steel ball bearings so that the salt water doesn't affect them. Yeah. Stainless steel that salt water don't affect. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta see Gerald's truck sometime. I bet that sucker's got those brushed aluminum grab rails in it. Got them right oh, on his does. bathroom wall, mounted them on his dash. Yeah, yeah it does on my dash. Yeah, yeah. on each door, on the ceiling. Him <laughs> got one on the ceiling. Grab hold now, switching gears back, I went to yeah. a veterans, veterans lunch today, and the owner of the restaurant walked up. There was 25 or 30 or something there. And he said, how about it, guys? I read where y'all can go to the doctor anywhere you want to now. How's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any applause, I'll tell you that. I said, well, you know, that's what that's what the public reads. Oh, that's yeah, not what that's yeah, public information only. <laughs> where you at? Are you still are you still in East Tennessee? Or where you at? I think that question was for you, right? Oh, I'm no, sorry about you. Yeah, uh, that was for you. No, I, he was. You, he was look, we caught him looking in the mirror at his teeth. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, uh, I, I think I think he How far away do you have to be uh, in order to apply for that? And I noted the little the little fine print it said you had to have VA approval, and that's the part that right. they like to leave out in their press releases. Yeah, it's still forty miles, I think. Yeah, the only yeah, thing they did to to it is they changed the time. They said, or oh, 30 minutes drive. Uh-huh. Oh, well, now they pay minutes. you the, they pay you travel pay to go the short way. You know, uh-huh. they pay me travel pay to take the horse paths. Uh-huh. Um, As a crow flies. So, you know, am I going to use that to determine my 30 miles, or can I drive on the highway? Mm-hmm. Seriously, I've got to travel through a game reserve. The way they've got my travel will pay figure. Well, you can't just hop on the phone. Do what? 
You can't just hop on 40 and boogie in the national that way? No, I'm a long way from 40. You know I'm, I'm between 40 and 24. About the same okay. distance to 24 as it is 40. And then there's a secondary road called River Road. It follows the, the river. That would be your next best option. And then there is a trail that goes through Cheatham Wildlife Management Area, a game reserve. Well, that's the one that they choose for me to come to the VA on and pay me travel pay. Mm. Oh, how many miles do you live from the VA? You know, I make more money on travel pay now than I made when I was in the service. <laughs> yeah. I do. I make more money a month on travel pay than than when I was in the service. I made $87 when I, a month when I was in the service. Yeah. Oh. God, that's a long time ago, man, $87 a month. Uh, yeah, eighty-seven. That's, that's hard to to believe now. Eighty-seven dollars a month. Goes to show you how inflation and greed has taken over the world, doesn't it? Yeah, you. you have you ever seen the site where you can look up and see how much they paid you for meals when you were on separate rations? I got thirty-two cents a meal. Yeah. Now, it wouldn't buy you a bottle of water. When I went in the service, I think my pay was $36. Probably so, but we're not near as old as you are, dear. Well, I know, but God, that seemed like a lot of money to me back then. You couldn't get a toilet paper well, refill for that. No, not today. Mm-mm. I doubt you can buy even a spool. You couldn't even buy a roll. <laughs> you couldn't even find a spool nowadays. You've got to buy the whole thing. You can't buy a spool. Yeah, yeah. And, a, and a five-gallon bucket just be out of question. <laughs> and Sears is fixing to go out of business. Catalog's not going to be available. Yeah. yeah. No Payless Sears no. is going out of business. Of course, yeah, I never bought nothing left. anyway there, but... Because it paid too late. <laughs> but low Ray, are you traveling? I'm sorry, come back. Are you traveling? I, I will be uh, probably Saturday. I'm going to be leaving Saturday going west. I'm going to go from actually almost, you can almost say from one coast to the other. Ooh. Leave out of Florida here and end up in California. Oh, good. Where are you going to California? Uh, we're going down to a little little place called uh, Corona. Corona. Uh, Corona. South, uh, yeah, southeast of uh, L.A. Yeah, you're, go, you're close, to, that's close to San Diego County, man. That's real close. Yeah, I think so. Uh, about two that, from Orange uh, County. Not close. No, you're a pretty close to uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the Marine Air Base out there? Oh uh, gosh, I don't even remember. 
what's it called? Yeah. So. Big Marine Air Base out there. I know I go through when I get to, uh, there's a big uh, Marine Air Base and Training Center. I think it's in Nevada when we hit Nevada. Mm-hmm. Off to the right, you can see it sitting down there and see all the barracks lined up and everything. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can stop on the way and, and stay at Post and air bases on the, on the way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I might try to do that some. I haven't, you know, I know we're going down to San Antonio. Uh, that's one of the places I go through. And, and of course, I was stationed at Fort Dix. I went through my basic training there, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. I mean Fort Bliss. But I don't think I want yeah. to stop off at Fort Bliss. I, when I left that, I no. said I'll never come back. Are you taking ten? You taking yeah, I'm gonna 10? take ten all the way across. Do me a favor. When you get about twenty, about thirty-five miles outside El Paso, going west, there's a little little hole in a little town called Fabens. What's it called? It's small Fabens. F-A-B-E-N-S. Okay. Take that. Take that Fabian's exit and go right and wind down through there, I don't know, eight or ten miles on the country road. Go to Indian Cliffs Ranch and eat the cattle in the steakhouse. You, you, you will not regret it, buddy. Okay. Look, look okay. it up online. You will not regret it. John Wayne, you see it there all the time. Yeah, but look oh, what man. happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, I don't think steak will give you lung cancer, James. <laughs> no, but put him six foot under. No, I put him coffin nails. And... <laughs> did he, 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 he didn't die of real lung cancer, did he? Yeah. 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 Is that what got him? I yeah. knew the Marlboro yeah. man did. Yeah, oh, so down mine. Well, hey, Red Fox died from a heart attack, right? <laughs> Did he you know, ever, ever eat down there at the Cattleman's Steakhouse? Red Fox. I don't Fox? know. This is probably the this is probably the number two this is probably the number two steakhouse in the U.S. And we went up to Cattleman's. That's about twenty miles west of El Paso. About thirty miles east of El Paso. East of so, El Paso. It's Easton, yeah. It's Fabens, Indian Cliffs Ranch. Look at Sucker Up. Put okay. in your GPS, get close. If you get hungry, you go through there. Okay. <clears throat> and the we had 23 USVA members. We traveled to Gatlinburg over the last three days, stayed three nights up there, and we ate at Texas Roadhouse. You like that? <laughs> It was pretty good, yeah. It was amazing to see where all the fires had burned. Um, 
they have a tram that goes up the mountain and, and the fires the trees were burned in front of where that where you buy your tickets to, to go up that mountain and then once you start up the mountain you can see all of the foundations and, and trees burned and scorched earth and hotels burned and you know, you were just looking straight down at it. That's a bad time down there. That's a real bad time. Oh yeah. I got a my best friend lives there. He bought a house down there on uh, Douglas Dam Road off of Lake Douglas down there in Sevierville. Yeah, we we passed Douglas Dam. Yeah, he could sit there and he said he sit there and he just watched the fires. You know, he's down the valley. Yeah, and he just said it was it was tragic. We we camped out for a couple weeks before it happened right there at uh, Barracol Village. <clears throat> Well, we had just had 10 inches of water come down, so we figured it was a good time mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. I bet that creek is rolling, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, man. We're supposed to get five inches uh, before the weekend. Five more. Well, it's coming up this way, too. I don't know. I well, is is it coming ever flat down your way? James, what you say, is the Cumberland River getting up in Nashville down your way like it did? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Is it going to flood off the land and stuff again? Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you. Let me give you all some bad news. Let me give you all some bad news. They're holding Lake Cumberland right now. You know Lake Cumberland. It's Cumberland River. It's the big lake of Kentucky. I missed that lake last year, year before last, and the elevation was 680. Right now, the elevation on the lake is 772. Mm. If it goes, I would get out of Tennessee in a hurry. Well, well, when water gets up and and floods Noah's Ark, I'm going to start getting worried. That's right. Because I'm up at a pretty good elevation myself. Good. Well, I saw I saw a cute cartoon tonight. It had Noah's Ark, and uh, two guys were looking out one window. And Noah's standing on top, and he says, "Noah, where are we?" And he looks out, and he says, "I think I'm in Tennessee." <laughs> it rained on us coming back from Gatlinburg so hard, we couldn't maintain sixty miles an hour, and it did that all the way from Crossville. On down the mountain to the, it finally started clearing up at the Buffalo Valley exit, this side of Cook. Well, at least you had a good week, though. You got some good food. Where, where'd y'all stay at, James? Um, we stayed at, at, at the My Stay Hotel. Mm-hmm. Main Stay. Is that, uh, is that up on the hill? Oh, uh, you go in and you turn left on Pine Mill Road as you're going yeah. to Pigeon Forge. Uh, yeah. And it's about two blocks off uh, off the main drag there. And they oh, gave us okay. sweets. We didn't have room. We each one had sweets. Uh, and they included a big conference room free, 69 bucks a night. And I mean, it was immaculate. Oh, that's we really good. enjoyed it. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, well, like I say, 23 really of us went up, and we all enjoyed it. was just a relaxing. We just did what old people do, you know. 
Did you go? Did you go through the aquarium? No, we didn't. You know, they thought the aquarium was gonna. It was the fire was gonna get the aquarium. It didn't. But yeah, they, they thought, thought it was going to. Yeah, they thought it was. That's amazing. I like it. With how fire like that can like spread and, and catch so many people. It's kind of heartwarming when Dolly Parton stepped in and gave a bunch of people a lot of money to help them out. I kind of looked for her, but I didn't see her. Hmm. I think she was in Washington, or she was in uh, Los Angeles. She's made the news the last couple of days. You guys seen the... You guys seen Roseanne Barr's latest? No. <laughs> Look it up. I can't say it on the air. It's not appropriate for the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dolly has re- really. I went. We, we went to uh, Sandra and I went to. Gatlinburg on our honeymoon in 1967. I was on leave, come home, married Sandra, and we went up there. Uh, we had 34 bucks from when we left home. We stayed a week, uh, and we had money left when we got home. But we stayed in a little hotel. It was the only hotel in Gatlinburg at that time. Uh, it's $13 a night. And Pigeon Forge was just a little... Well, two roads came together. They kind of wide together right there. And a service station or two, and that was it for Pigeon Forge. And that'll take you out and drive halfway through If you get there, this was a good time to go. We didn't get into any traffic at all in Pigeon Forge. But I know what you're talking about. If you're going to Gatlinburg and it's busy and pitchy and forge, you know, from red light to red light, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah, absolutely yeah. horrible. Yeah, but I go up to Veterans Park when going that way. I don't mess around with too much. <clears throat> I go the way my GPS tells me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling a trailer lanes to go down there, so I do it that way. It makes it easier. Makes it a lot easier. I hadn't been there in 2004. The last time I was there. Oh yeah, it's probably go to butchers. Boy, you, you saw a big change, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They put that. They put the Titanic up there. They put that in and a bunch of other stuff. I saw that. Oh, I didn't know what it was until yeah. I saw the iceberg sitting beside it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of slow, you know. Yeah, when you go, go to the VA. When you, when you tour it, you go on, they give you a badge, and they make you an actual Titanic passenger. And uh, they tell you if you live or die. <laughs> oh, well, the last airplane I got on, they gave me a badge. <laughs> uh, I'd ask them for a parachute. James, I think you should have rode that slingshot that they got up there at Pigeon Forge. You know that thing you sit in on the chair it. and shoots you way up in the air? Oh, next to, next to the race car track? Yeah. That's next to that race car track, yeah. I've seen that sucker, but I've never been on it, and I don't, I'd have no intention of being on it. 
Well, Pam wrote it with my granddaughter, and I tell you what, their hair was standing up when they got off of it. I can tell you that. <laughs> what to the it's comedy turned into club? Did you? Did you? Yeah, that was pretty good. That, love, that guy that did that comedy club, he did a lot of uh, commercials about surplus sales. And, uh, oh, have you been there? Uh, you see the guy talking with ping pong balls in his mouth? Uh, yeah. He yeah. come up to me and shook my hand during intermission. I told him he looked better when he had the balls in his mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pick on you. <laughs> he did. That's the reason I told him he looked better with his balls in his mouth. Yeah, they still have the cat in the trees, stuff. He was, uh, yeah. Yeah. He was pretty funny, though. Have you seen the the gig they do with the full buckets? Get full volunteers to sit on the buckets. Yeah. And everybody leans back into everybody's lap, and they take all the buckets out. Yep. Uh, that was pretty That's good. It's a funny show. It's a funny show. I mean, it's worth it's worth admission. We uh, they gave us ten dollars off of our tickets at. The comedy show, veteran, I'm at military discount. Uh-huh. The, to go up that tram up to the top of the mountain was $14 per person. Uh-huh. And they let, they gave you two tickets, one for you, one for your wife for 14 So that was uh-huh. half price. And then, yeah. of course, Shawnee's gave us military discount. Texas Roadhouse did. Um uh-huh. uh, Mm-hmm. Huck Finn's Fish Restaurant gave us a pretty good discount. Yeah. Everywhere we went, we were welcomed and thanked as veterans. It was that in itself was impressive. Yeah. That uh, is impressive. Yeah, it is. You know, we didn't have to ask for discounts. They saw we were wearing military t-shirts or, or, or caps or. Now, a couple of places, uh, Texas Roadhouse is one, did ask for your military ID. Uh, yep. But most places just took your word for it. And, you know, as yep. expensive as a meal as it takes a Roadhouse, I can't blame them for asking for an ID. I've noticed but that stuff, even, <laughs> even around Joplin here, uh, uh, your businesses have become more veteran-friendly than I've seen them in years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that is, Gerald. Well, You know, I, I worked with guys you for know, years that I didn't know they were veterans, and they didn't know I was a veteran, and we just didn't let it out. We didn't talk about that. No. Well, I think people talking more about it, and your businesses realize more and more, uh, the owners especially, that they wouldn't have a business if it wasn't for veterans. Uh, well, like uh, the, the country does like own veterans, and, and especially yeah, like disabled veterans. Auto manufacturers like Ford and Dodge, they've, they've had military veteran discount for years. And you get looking around, look right another day, now Toyota's got it, and Nissan's got it, Chevrolet's even got it. So, you know, it's it's much appreciated. 
Yes, it is. Uh, but, you know, you look at the percentages of populations that are veterans now as opposed to when we got out, when we were in our 20s, and the population now is down, the veteran population is down enough that it doesn't cost them a whole lot to give us a discount. We just don't mm-hmm. have the numbers anymore. <laughs> Low well, that may be it. I think they've become more appreciative. Uh, Lowe's advertised last month. You know what, Gerald? Lowe's uh-huh. advertised last month. Lowe's advertised last month that the military savings from the, the veteran shopping at Lowe's they saved yes. over two billion dollars. I can believe that because they're always, yeah. you know. Uh, I'm ready Have you seen in Lowe's parking lots veterans parking only? Yes, yes, I like that. It's like the, yeah, it's like the handicap sign, but the sign says veterans parking only. Oh, that was amazing when I saw that one. Yep, they do. They sure do, and then uh, of course I never park in them. I park in the other one. <laughs> Yeah, but you appreciate seeing it. Yes, you yeah, do. You do. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's there. But that's because based we on do the honor system some... because, you know, that's based on the honor system because nobody really knows you park there if you're a veteran or not. People park there all the time, you know. It's not like being a handicap. Uh, yeah, for not running the veterans' tags. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that run the veterans tags. But yeah, but we do have some, some severely injured veterans that, you know, they do need their own handicap, I mean their own parking area. That's I think it's a good deal for different uh, companies to do that. All of yeah, them should. That's true. I remember last year James came down here to to Florida, and when he got off the interstate, he needed gas, and he pulled into a Circle K, is what we call them down here, little convenience yeah. store, and there was a sign in front of it that says, uh, Veterans Parking, uh, you served us, let us serve you. You remember that, James? Yeah, yeah. So that's well, what that's a good deal. Uh, so I think I think more yeah, people are, it, it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, is. I know every time they give me wherever I eat or whatever, if they give me a veterans discount, I always thank them for appreciating veterans. Uh, yeah. Because there are a lot of them that don't, and the ones that do should be recognized. And I think you ought to give them a special thanks. Uh, yeah. Several terrible uh, times when we've been in a restaurant eating, we get ready to pay, and, and the waitress would say, "Somebody pick your ticket up." Anybody got a? Yeah. Anybody know where Sportsman's? Anybody got a Sportsman's warehouse close to them? No, no. Because this Saturday they're running a veteran special. Any retired military or veteran to get an additional twenty percent off anything they buy. This Saturday. It's Saturday, yeah. They give them 10% every day, but 
you get an additional 20% on Saturday and then you buy it. That's firearms and everything, Bill. No kidding. You can do it online, too. Yeah. Sportsman Warehouse. Yep. I'll have to look at you, that. You still fishing, John? Not as much as you two, James. I, uh, uh, I've had uh, my health going downhill in the last year or so, and uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a struggle for me just to even walk. Uh, I've lost some in the, last, in the last year. I've, I've got a broke arm, and it's still broke. Oh, it's not healing. Huh? It's not healing. So, no, I got a two-piece well, arm. Oh, I was. My granddaughters brought me a sack of peanuts last night, and I couldn't even eat those peanuts. I can't. I can mash the hole with my left hand, but I can't pull it apart oh. after it's mashed because that involves my right hand. Oh, it's that weak. I can't get. I can't shell the peanuts. Diabetes. Your diabetes is giving it a hard yeah, time. Yeah, the diabetes is the diabetes is causing it not to heal. And are you taking the ooh. what type of insulin are you taking? Are you taking the are you taking the pen or what are you taking? It's a U five hundred pen. U five hundred like Lannis? No, it's I take it and Ray takes it. I don't know another veteran mm-hmm. other than Ray or anybody other than Ray that takes it. U five hundred. U500 is five times stronger than regular insulin, and uh-huh. that makes it 15 times stronger than Lantus. Wow. wow. That's it's wow. very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to five shots a day, yeah. when you get to five shots a day, your body stops absorbing insulin. So they back you up, put you on U500, and that's two shots a day, one in the morning and one in the evening. Right. And now I'm on U500, but I take four shots a day. You take the U500? My big one's in the morning. I'm sorry? I've got two different pins. I've got two different pins. I take one I take one once a day, and it's supposed to last like 20 hours, and I take uh, three shots of the other one, just black pen. When I would go in the VA hospital, you know, they're at a dilemma as to the, they've never heard of it even in the hospital. You know, they yeah. don't know what to give me insulin-wise. Uh, they have to call them up, uh, my, my diabetic doctor, to get instructions from mm-hmm. him. You don't even use the same needle. It, it comes in a different measurement. Uh, it, it has its own little, needle. Little, little caps. Uh, yeah, you buy the little caps and put on it, but it's not, it's in yeah. a different volume than it don't come in, mm-hmm. in milliliters or whatever insulin comes in. Yeah, it doesn't right. come in units or CC. Yeah, it's a different form of measurement. Yep. And you got some little square boxes of caps and needles that goes on. You can't dispense it at all if you don't have the proper needles because it don't have written on the needle the right measurements. Well, you, yeah. That's why you use, use a pin, dial pin, right? Uh, to start out with, I was using the, the uh, syringes and the needles because it took them a long time to come out with the pins. Mm-hmm. They finally came out with the pins. 
and I use a pen now. Well, they just so what they're telling me, a month ago they told me give it two more months. If it don't heal then, then we got mm-hmm. to sit down and talk. But they said if it don't heal by then, your diabetes is what's causing it. And now we're talking about cutting your arm to do surgery and expecting the cut to heal. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess if it don't heal, I just got a broke arm for the rest of my life. It. Uh, yeah, they can. I have to wear a brace on it. Uh, what about the bone dye, no, James? Wouldn't the bone die if it's uh, not getting uh, proper blood blow? Uh, they explained that to me, and it's got to do <coughs> with the nerves are still connected and the veins okay. are still connected, but the bone itself is broke, and there don't need to be any communication between the upper half and the lower half. In other words, my right hand don't know what the lower right hand's doing. Yeah. Uh, well. I guess it'll be all right. Uh, just it's it's just almost unusable. Why well, that? What? I can't man. put the I can't put the car in gear because the sudden stop when it drops into that detent. Yeah. Jerks jerks the bone. If you, they you can't know, if you try uh, to pull the door stabilize off, that, that your arm where there's not a movement there? I don't know, Gerald. I don't know what we're supposed to discuss that when I go back. You know, the alternatives and, and, and what's going to happen. But I already know if they do surgery on it and that don't heal, they're going to have to take it off. Well, I'd try a different thing. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll give me my rope options. between your fingers and tie it around your elbow and pull them together. I don't know. What does a guy do? It it kind of looks dead anyway. But I ain't never throwed anything away that was halfway good. I ain't going to start with this arm. Well, I wouldn't either. Uh, man, that's a predicament. Well, it is, but... Uh, yeah, I said that, you know, that's, you play the the cards you've been dealt, and that's what I was dealt. Well, that transmission fell on that arm. It just and it was a clean break. I mean, a it clean was, break. they showed it to me on the X-ray and told me how lucky I was. Well, and told me not to pick up anything heavier than a pencil. Well, I wasn't picking up anything heavier than a pencil. I went to get on my track loader. And the track was muddy. I reached up and grabbed the grab bars and jumped up, had one foot on the track in, in the mud. My foot slipped off the track, and that left me hanging by two arms. <laughs> I couldn't oh. turn loose the grab bar quick enough. So oh. when I went back, it had separated uh, and come apart. And that that's the way it is now. It's, it's crooked. I can't believe they didn't try to pull it together. You know, to well, the reason they didn't do that, they said you got diabetes and it's hard to heal anyway. And from the time that you rebroke it, and now it started forming some callus there, like it was trying to heal. Yeah. So they didn't want to bother that. 
I don't know. It's a, you know, you just got to trust your doctor. Well, that's it. Hope it ain't a BA doctor. Oh, uh, it is. <laughs> I hope you got a good I went to went to therapy today, and she put some lotion on it, and she was rubbing on it and pulling on it. Oh, man, she was doing a job. I hurt. But it, you know, in a way, it felt better. I said, did you do that to your husband? She said, well, not every once in a while. She said, last night I made him do that to me. I got kind of jealous. But you know how it is. Yeah. She said, do you want to come back? I said, well, sure. Well, sure. Well, let's hope they get it straightened out because you sure don't want to lose it. No, I don't want to do anything that would cause me to lose it. No. Because even though it's it's useless, it's good for some things, you know. Yeah. Well, put that. I finished overhauling that transmission and put it back in the truck with it broke. Well, no, it, I didn't do it overnight. It took me a little while, but I got it done. I don't think I'd work on no more transmissions, James. Oh, uh, got to. I bought me a brand new transmission jack to put it back in with. <laughs> I hear that. Now that makes sense. Hey, we're about out of time here. Uh, you guys want to give your website and phone number or whatever? Uh, uh, I know you have uh, web pages. Uh, give your pages out. And, well, uh, we appreciate you all coming on, that's for sure. It's been a good show. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate the show. And you can find me at USVA. That stands for United States Veterans Alliance. And the website is USVA101.org. You can also find me, just type into your web browser, VA, the Redneck Way, all one word, lowercase. And it will bring me right up. Okay, good deal. And we are out of time. Uh, Bog Doc has shut us off. So with that, uh, like I say, we appreciate you, you and Ray coming on. And and by golly, I hope you, you all have a great weekend. And James, doggone it, you baby that arm now. Oh, I'm babying uh, it. You can, you can bet on that. You can bet on that. You might have to get some caulking put in there between them, drill a hole in your arm there, and drill, put well, some caulking in there. Well, I thought I'd give me a roll of that toilet paper you use and just start wrapping Well, that would work. Yeah, that's a four-foot yeah. roll, so if you, you get enough of it on there, hold it together. Yeah, sure enough it would. <laughs> I think so. If you get any extra that you're not, I don't want to use toilet paper now. Yeah, well, well. Uh, no, I, that goes only to special customers. I mean, you yeah, know, I had it in mind a different kind of face. <laughs> you, you know, most of them are the Congress. <laughs> you can only buy that one flavor, girl. You can only buy that paper in one flavor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
It's called crappioca. We'll be we'll die laughing about toilet paper. <laughs> Whoever thought of it. <laughs> well, it's been. Uh, some of the guys on the Ray might be right. Some of the newer guys on the show might be trying to get them on. Well, I hope they yeah. do. And, and if they do, I'm going to know how it comes out. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll call in. <laughs> I think I'll call down to Nashville Prostacks and tell them I want one of those toilet paper dispensers James Prince was talking about on the radio. Yeah, there you go. And Just order the toilet paper. <laughs> All you got to do is order the toilet paper. <laughs> They'll ask you to describe the dispenser. Oh, well, we can, we can describe a good dispenser for them. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah, tell them that's voice activated. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good one. <laughs> All you got to say is more or less. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be sore tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> well, see, you can tell the story about you riding down the road with your buddy, and he said something about that's that's nice looking hay over there, more or less, and activated your toilet paper roll.